0: good people this is another dramas over flowers episode where we go a bit off track from our regularly scheduled programming now we really like doing these special episodes they let us explore aspects of asian entertainment that we can't really cover in depth in our yaks plus yaks are something the three of us like to do whereas with these specials we like bringing on guests who are also sometimes our listeners to hear what they have to say so we decided to give the series its own name We are calling these Off The Record. Though clearly, they are being recorded. But let's not focus on semantics. We like the name, so we are sticking with it. This episode is all about Korean pop music. So if you were ever curious about what makes international fans so attracted to the genre despite the language barrier, this is the episode for you. We have two very knowledgeable K-pop nerds on board and there is a lot of giggling. So. Let's get this started. I'll see you on the other end.
1: Hi, this is
2: Anita. Hi, this
0: is Porama. And you're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. And this is a special episode where we have two good friends with us, Sicarious and Greenfields. Hello, this is Greenfields, also Remy.
3: Yay! Welcome! And oh, sorry, this is Sicarius.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hi guys, welcome aboard. And this is um, an episode that we are doing on uh, K-pop because I know very little about the industry. And Anissa, uh, you want to tell us about your knowledge? (laughs)
2: Um, I kind of came sideways to K-pop from K-dramas, so like, I was pretty heavy into the Big Bang fandom, but that was like five years ago, so I'm a little bit like outdated, I don't know what all the young kids
1: are listening to these days. <laughs> I'm not, so I'm that much younger. Am I um, Am I still the youngest? Probably.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's okay, our our voices do not reveal anything, so we're all also- <laughs> Um, but I just wanted to ask where everyone's recording from because we thought it'd be cool to just show our listeners and sort of bring into the discussion how international the K-pop fandom is. So
0: I'm in the U.S. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the sorry I, I'm in I'm from India and I am not yet a K-pop
3: fan. Sorry, really? <laughs> and I am also from India, but I am definitely a K-pop fan. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I'm from New Zealand.
3: And i just like to point out that India is like the K-pop Jai land. That's like a desert. (laughs) (laughs) There's absolutely almost nothing here. I
1: feel like there's probably quite a few fans, just nobody ever comes to India.
2: I do feel that American K-pop fans are like really privileged in that way because you can, especially in the last few years, like there's concerts all over, not just in New York and LA. (laughs) Yeah. Although I have never been to one. A lot of my friends go to them. Like, Like I'm in North Carolina and I have friends who've like,
3: you should I go went, went to one in like Atlanta. Just go to a ago.
1: random one. Just go
3: to like. any go. And <laughs> yes, please go. <laughs> For me, shipping is as expensive as the product we want to order. Yeah. There's only,
1: um, only been three K pop concerts in New Zealand and they're all from 2016 onwards. So I feel uh, some of you.
3: Okay. okay.
2: <laughs> so it's coming. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's even coming to India. Who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure it will but it's going to take time because you know like popularity and money those are just economics and yeah, yeah it'll come yeah. it's getting so popular here i mean i i know that there aren't um, as many educated fans I'm, I'm like you Remy but uh, there are quite a number of people really interested in K-pop these days so i'm just thinking that. that the fandom <laughs> is building we live in hope <laughs> so on that note like I'm sure a
2: lot of people who are listening to this already kind of know what K-pop is, because. But like, could you guys kind of tell us what what do you think of as K-pop? Like, how would you define it? Do you think it's a genre? Oh,
1: gosh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. If, I don't. I don't know if I would necessarily define it as a genre per se of music. Music genres in general get like really messy, anyway. I would yeah, almost. Because- yeah, you
3: go this. A lot of K-pop, uh, you know, one artist will do a lot of genres that, yeah. for instance, in the West are categorized as R&B, hip hop, rock, pop, etc., etc.
1: And a lot of artists tend to mix all of those genres into what we sort of know as K-pop. For me, it's almost like a, a, a sub-cultural thing of the Korean entertainment industry, because not all of Korean music follows the same pattern that we think of as K-pop, and not all, or nowhere else in the world, really. Some of the other Asian countries, like Taiwan and China and Japan, have similar things, Um, but the how it works and the structure of it is quite unique, almost, and it's almost like a cultural, a subcultural thing, rather than a genre because it's like this whole format of how music is made and it's not just the music it's the variety and the dancing and you have to be able to MC and be funny and all of this is all those layers to it which is almost like yeah which almost makes it
3: very very different from just a, a genre per se hmm.
2: I've always I thought think- of it sorry go ahead Rumi
3: I think an easy way to look at it is, you know, what people say is just popular music from Korea, Uh, a lot of international fans, when we talk about K-pop, we talk about idol pop. yeah, And that is what Seek was referring to when she talks about uh, the dancing and the variety shows and the emceeing that you're required to do, which is a lot more than just music
1: yeah and
3: i also like to think of k-pop as a visual genre not just a musical genre yeah. if we must call it a genre or idol pop is not just about music it's also about uh the yeah. visual aspect of things which is why choreography is such a big part of it or what it's idols a, do it's very visual it's almost like
1: i mean pop we call it talk about pop music but pop music is just what you say popular music but it always has become a genre in its own right. And I don't really have a musical theory to discuss that, to be honest, (laughs) but I mean, there's a lot of, it's almost like in Korea, I've noticed, not everybody listens to idol pop or K-pop as we think of it.
0: I have a question Yeah. Um, about about the types of music that you guys are talking about, because the only type of um, music from Korea that I have exposure to are uh, soundtracks from dramas. So, mm. do they fall under the genre of K-pop at all, or is that a totally different brand of music? Mm. I, I think it, that question is really. It, a it lot depends of my on no. It depends on who's no. making
3: it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, sort of. So what? Like,
0: about, I mean, what about "Stay with Me"? Um, um, like uh, the the Goblin song. Uh, I think that was sorry. Chaniol and Punch, right? And Funch. I mean, yeah?
1: Okay, it's kind of like it's it's quite a gray area. A lot of K-pop. For me, I'll just kind of... Can I just explain sort of how I view... K-pop yeah, sure. And what I think of as K-pop? So K-pop sort of originated in the really, really early 90s with South Taji and The Boys. That was like the first kind of group that set for what we think of K-pop. They had like the rapping as like a gimmick and that kind of upbeat music combined with the dance and the music video. And in the past 20 to 30 years... That sort of evolved into like uh, I don't even know it's so hard to categorize it's like a job and like a sports field and like a music thing (laughs) and like a performance (laughs) thing at the same time because yeah because there's so much involved in it so when I think of a k-pop group I think of probably more than one a group typically with more than one member that has a dance and they have like a music video that has a particular visual concept. And then that visual concept also plays out into their promotions for that song or that album. And that song and that album is promoted on music shows specifically, such as MBS K-pop and Star Show and Champion and that kind of thing. And they'll perform the dance on that show. And fans will also vote and whether or not they win a certain week or whatever. I don't really know if that means anything to me personally. It doesn't, but that will sort of help promote their music. Um, mm. And that is like sort of the basis kind of concept of K-pop. And then obviously there's people that sort of break out into that. OSTs. I, I wouldn't really say they're specifically K-pop, even if they are performed by a K-pop artist. So, for example, Chanyeol is part of EXO and he is a K-pop idol. But that song necessarily wouldn't necessarily be K-pop because it's not released under the same structure. Yeah,
0: I think I would so agree who, with you about that. Who story. creates who creates these um soundtracks for dramas? Is it is it a completely different production group? It depends group or? on the person. Um I don't know
1: it depends on who's doing it. I know people like um Jung Jun Young, who's a, actually a rock artist in Korea, he will write his own soundtracks if he's asked to do a soundtrack. And Zico, for example, right. writes his own soundtracks if he's asked to do a soundtrack
0: okay what about do you, do you guys know Suran because I really like
1: Yes, yeah, I'm pretty sure she produces and writes all her own music so if she did a OST, I'd imagine that she would write her own music for it okay. um some I think I think some soundtracks are written by whoever is in charge of the music part of drama making so the yeah sound of music yeah, so the, yeah, yeah. and then i will the just director. get someone yeah, to sing every, it show. for example okay. so I think for example, uh, uh, Jong Eun Ji, for example, she's in Apink, Um and she's an actress, of course. Yes, we love her. Um, <laughs> we all love her. I love her, too. Um, I'm not sure if she's done a lot of OSTs. If she does, did an OST, I don't know whether she would write her own music or whether they would write her a song and then she'd just sing it. I don't know enough about, I haven't looked up credits, but I think that would happen quite a lot, but it does depend on the artist.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think I would agree.
0: Yeah. Rimi, you wanted to tell us about your concept of uh, K-pop? <laughs> no, I think Siko said it really well. So I would disagree with
3: that.
2: Yeah, very well said. So how did both of you kind of come to this fandom, <laughs> being where you are in the world? <laughs> I know the easy answer is the internet, but like...
1: <laughs> you can go fast, <laughs> Uh
3: Okay, so I I've also come sideways from dramas. Mm-hmm. And I think in 2017, the end of 2017, I was in a bit of a drama slump and somebody suggested I watch Produce 101 oh, and my. I managed to get <laughs> my hands on the second season. <laughs> so it was long after it to go by. I got my hands oh my on the gosh. second season and I would check out the originals of songs I like uh, as right. well as uh, yeah. that they were performing. And... You know, I watched All of Produce 101, but after that, I kept coming back to BTS's "Boy in Love." <laughs> and the song itself, you know, I really pay attention to the lyrics, and the lyrics are slightly—they're slightly problematic. The MV, you know, this unhygienic school—it's such a mess. And the, the song, fun. the song is fun, <laughs> and they've got—and they misspelled love. That's how I like to say it. Like, they didn't know how to spell love back then.
1: Yeah, they're just, just trying to be joke. cool.
3: They're just trying to be cool. Yeah. It was a phase. Yeah. But the song is so catchy. I love how we growls. And, you know, there are all these sound effects. They do a brum, 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 like a car. It's so nice. And yeah, I yeah, just... I listen oh.
1: to that song too much.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think I spent three or four days just listening to that song. And from there, I moved to other BTS songs. And, yeah. uh, you know, when we're going to be guests, I can talk about how much I love the concept that they have taken on or Later. Later. generally it. the message that they put out. So that's how I got into K-pop.
1: <laughs> so I didn't get into K-pop through K-dramas. <laughs> um, I I've heard about K-pop for quite a long time. There were people in high school, so that's six years ago. Um, with me who were into it then which now I look back on that and I think about what groups were really big then I'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I didn't really get into it and I always refused like for like three years straight after I got into K-dramas like I'm not getting into K-pop I refuse to get into K-pop I don't want to get into K-pop so I was (laughs) straight (laughs) Um, and then it was actually a couple of a couple of things I blame number one is Pinterest uh, for one, for some reason. Yeah, no, no, I'm, ex- I'm getting there. I thought you were going to say Tumblr. That was not what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, no, Tumblr and I have a very interesting relationship. Mm, no, it wasn't Tumblr and jokes. Anyway, good guy. <laughs> um, Pinterest. I, I don't know why, but for some reason, all these random K pop members kept turning up on my Pinterest feed for no reason. And in the description thing underneath it, have their name. And because I'm a sponge and I absorb information, I was just like, oh, that random is called V or that random is called N. Why do they have single letter names? That's so random. Um, So I just sort of, that kind of kept coming up. And then um, my next door neighbor, who's uh, my friend and she's a bit younger than me, um, she'd got into K-pop, she's been into K-pop for ages Um because she's born in New Zealand, but she's ethnically Japanese. So she was into like Ghibli movies and K-dramas and then, she had a Korean friend in high school, and she got into K-pop. Anyway, we—I was at her place, and I decided that it was a great idea to name drop what I'd seen on Pinterest, which it was not a good <laughs> idea to name drop what I'd seen. You didn't on know TV. what you were starting. And I was like, "Yeah, why do they have like such weird names like V?" And she was like, "Oh my gosh, you know V?" And I was like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh no. Yeah, just saying his name. <laughs> get that reaction out of me as well.
1: <laughs> um, so that was May 2016 and I I needed something to laugh at, basically. I wasn't I was in that kind of a low moment. And so I didn't get into it originally because of the music. And I still like for like five months after that, I was like, I don't like it. I just think it's funny. <laughs>
2: Um, (laughs) you were ironically enjoying it
1: (laughs) 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 um so I started with BTS and mostly because she showed me their dancing clips and of their clips of them being really hilarious and them being dorks and from there it kind of spiraled and I eventually listened to more of the music and I listened to more of other people's music and etc etc and now two and a half years later here we are so it started with bts but
3: many more came after that
2: so are both of you like giant bts stands? are those
3: like your is that like now, your main fandom or? that's only me <laughs> <laughs> i am i am uh i am a giant bts fan siko has moved on
1: i i wouldn't it's hard to explain i still love them for what like like, I love Jungi's music, for example.
3: So that's Sugar. He's one of their rappers. If you don't
1: know that, I don't know what you guys know about K-pop groups. Should,
3: gonna- I, at this point, <laughs> I might add that Siko and I are both Sugar biased. He's our ultimate yes, bias. yeah. He's both, both of us. Both of us. <laughs> do you guys even know
1: what that means? Do you know what, like, the I bias I know what a term? bias is.
2: I don't know. Parama, do you know what a bias is?
0: I, I have a general idea. I cannot <laughs> imagine a sentence that I would use that word in myself. <laughs> I mean it's pretty literal
1: to bias something is you have a bias towards
0: Is it the same thing as standing someone? Um that, uh, that sounds like the new thing. <laughs> Standing's
1: not new. Starting's Why? It's way back to Eminem. Oh.
0: Great. I just <laughs> made myself sound ten years older than oh, I now. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. Um it just means you
1: have a bias to a particular member in a group.
0: Yeah. Okay. It means Which and I makes guess sense. it means they you like so that Maybe. Yeah, especially when you have so many options in a boy band, you usually have something <laughs> like seven to I don't know yeah.
1: seven. Well, like don't like the idea of bias. They're like, no, I can't pick. And generally, for me, it's just been like something about a single person in the group has stood out to me because they're relatable in some way, and then so sugar blue.
0: is the one for both of you. Yeah, correct. I feel like also just the general.
2: concept of having a bias is a very functional kind of part of K-pop fandom because yeah. yeah really be a fan of such a large group of people in an efficient way, especially <laughs> if you're a really yeah. hardcore fan, you know? I mean, yeah. you just, like hit someone and be like, okay, this is the one.
1: Well, to be honest, I'll tell you a story though. When I got into Seventeen, they have 13 members. Um, yeah. so I'm not explaining that. Or should I explain that? <laughs> you should explain this. Just, I okay, want to hear okay. it. Okay, So Seventeen used to have 17 members, but for several reasons – Four of them left because partly due to personal reasons and partly due to their youngest member was way too young. And that is actually Samuel Kim, who was on Produce 101, season two. And now he's gone solo. So he used to be in 17, pre-debut. Um, so then they had to debut with 13 members. So now what they they say is it's 13 members. Wait, wait,
0: wait. They, wait. they lost their members before they debuted, but they didn't think to change their name to 13 yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, that's
3: weird. <laughs> I guess they must have started promotions as Seventeen.
1: Yeah, they started. It the was promotions. like we all already made your album cover. So we're not. Paying <laughs> <on."> I mean, <laughs> it's looks weird sometimes. All right, it does weird things, and I don't have an explanation. <laughs> but they're definitely. Like, <laughs> no actually, Seventeen did have their name um, pre-debut, so they actually had this thing called Project Seventeen before mm-hmm. they officially debuted. And they had a bunch of behind-the-scenes um, clips and stuff of them yeah. just talking about. And not there room. even,
2: like, trainees
1: that have fans? I, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Seventeen was like that. They were oh, trainees okay. and they had fans. So I believe that's probably why they just kept their name. Yeah. Um, so 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 now they
3: this band yeah. image.
1: So now they explain it, like, there's 13 members and then there's three units. So they have, like, a vocal unit, a hip-hop unit and a dance unit and one team. So that's 13 plus three plus three. Oh, sorry, plus one, plus one, plus one. Plus, oh, I can't remember now. Plus four. 13 plus four equals. <laughs> it's a little forced. 13 plus three units plus one team equals 17. That's how they Oh. Pretty much all the time. So <laughs> oh. It's just an excuse, but it works. And, uh, hey, K-pop's weird, right? So it works.
0: Anyway, what hey, was i getting, I I, I I know that Seventeen is definitely one of the top ten uh, bands out of Korea, so it it seems to have worked. Whatever their <laughs> hey, individual yeah, yeah definitely, definitely.
1: Great,
3: yeah, um, they also I, in a lot of variety shows. You, I mean, at least last year, I was hearing them talk about EBS as the three most popular groups. So that's EXO, BTS, and Seventeen. Uh, yeah. Variety shows. I, oh, wow.
1: I would I put GOT7 up there
3: as well, but yeah, and as well as One Hundred One.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, and 101, and then, okay, yeah, well, let's not, let's not go into that. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay, and then there's Big Bang, and then there's, okay, yeah, we'll stop there. But anyway, what was I was gonna say? Oh yeah, when I first got into 17, I actually got into them. I was like for eight, for like a couple of months, I was like, I'm not going to get into them because there's too many members. I don't want to learn that many names. <laughs> and then I watched one of the videos and I was like, I hate not knowing everybody's names. I'm just going to learn it. Fine. <laughs> and then for like six months, I didn't actually have a bias. So it depends on the group and it depends on the person, but there was almost too many. So I couldn't actually pick one. But I do like your, I can't remember who said it now. Who was saying that, you know, there's so many of them, maybe it's just easier to bias one person than the whole group. Which, like, yeah, fair enough.
3: That's my philosophy um, anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what do you guys think about um, how trainees and also just band members, their um, dynamics is often, um, at least uh, initially, it's scripted and uh, mm-hmm. that their personality is set according to what Character they are supposed to play in the band. Um, um, each member is supposed to have a particular type of character. I may be explaining this completely incorrectly. Like um, now, you guys like know, like they
1: have a an image they're supposed to portray.
3: But yeah. rather than a character, I would say, I mean, for instance, with EXO when they debuted, yeah, they really had de- this superpower concept, right? Where each <laughs> member was assigned a superpower. I don't know how much it feeds into the personality that they're supposed to show on screen and on stage. But
0: yeah.
1: uh, I think it depends on the group again. Like I know with EXO, they sort of had, they sort of debuted with this sort of like mysterious concept. And I read somewhere that um, Baekhyun, who has a really mischievous personality in real life, and he doesn't really fit the whole mysterious concept. I just did coiny <laughs> things, but you can't see. Mysterious. <laughs> Concept in Cody thinkers that the XO is supposed to have. So I guess it depends
0: on the group. Um, but is it hard to um, bias someone? That, oh, God, I just used that word. Is that why it took you six matter. months to get into someone because you were gathering information about the different team members? <laughs> what, what is it like? How, <laughs> how do you figure out that it's the real person? Yes. That? <laughs> <laughs> gathering information that's that's <laughs> pretty much exactly what i was doing think though. of the intelligence <laughs> agent
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey but it means assassin so you know i mean what? <laughs> <K-I-S>. <laughs> um that's pretty much exactly what i did with synergy actually it was like i watched enough stuff that i had to sift through like you were saying sometimes it's hard i mean mm, because sometimes you can't always have the real personality. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I was trying to work, figure out a way to say that. Sometimes the image is more prevalent and sometimes you can read between the cracks and find out the yeah. real person.
3: And in my case, I just listen to their music
0: and if I like the music, <laughs> ah, that person's yeah. my bias. <laughs> Done. Okay, so their looks, their personalities, they don't sway you as much? Or their not nonprofits? for me.
3: Yeah, not for me, not for me.
0: And I oh mean, God, Siko and I, all.
3: <laughs> our, no, our ultimate bias is sugar, and he's not necessarily a dancer. He dances well because, you know, BTS has some choreography. Because he's, but he's and he's, yeah, that. but he's not necessarily a dancer. No.
1: I mean, so. yeah, it's really, who you bias and how you bias them and why you bias them is extremely dependent on the person. There's no, and it's really <laughs> different for everybody. Like, for Rumi, she just said, it's like often who she listens to. For me, When I first saw BTS, Sugar was the one I related to the most because he's most like me. Um, And then when I listened to the music, his rapping was immediately the first thing that stood out to me. So for me, it's both his personality and his music.
0: Uh, Since you guys brought up uh, rapping, um, Mm. you had pointed out, um, Sika, that uh, the language, uh, the Mm. Korean language lends itself particularly well to rapping. So um, what, what do you guys think about that? I mean, may, like there are some songs that you like more for the lyric than the music, uh, lyrics and the music, but I don't think the Korean, at least in the international community is is are, are the lyrics given enough weight um, when fans mm. follow these fans?
1: Do you think uh, no, I think so. I think a lot of international fans really look at the lyrics because they can't understand Korean, so they have to look up the lyrics to understand what they're saying. The game for me. Um, it's a combination of everything. So I love listening to music in other languages purely because it's in another language Which not everybody does or understands like my young brother. he's like what? <laughs> um, so for me, it's like a combination of the music because if it's in a language I don't understand I can listen to the music more easily and then I would also enjoy it because it's in another language and then I can look up the lyrics and also appreciate the lyrics The more I learn about linguistics in Korean and the language and the history of that language and like the phonetics of that language, the more I listen to Korean rap, I just sort of, it's just my own personal theory. I'm not actually a qualified linguist. I'm just a nerd. Are you a fan of rap in general? Yeah,
3: I love languages. Because... (laughs) Did did you say rap rap in general?
1: general. Rap in general?
0: Is that what you asked? Yeah. Are you a fan of rap? Yes. I mean, not just Korean rap, but, but I mean, like, Western rap.
1: I'm definitely, a uh, Western rap, mm.
0: <laughs> who? Like, how did you become a <laughs> up rap? Was it through Western music
1: or was it uh, I music? remember liking some rap music from a couple of Western, not very well, and you probably won't know them, so I'm not going to mention their name. Um, Like, smaller uh, Western rapping artists when I was, like, in high school. So I actually have always had a tendency towards... Rap and then before even getting into anything Korean, um, I'm a big fan of a lot of Swedish and Finnish music, and there were some Finnish rappers that I got into previously. And so, rapping as a style in Korean, I've just sort of like the more I listen to it, like, yeah, I really love Korean rap. There aren't many, uh, American or British rappers that I listen to, partly because I don't like English rapping because of the lipstick.
3: Yeah, I'd just like to add to this. I'd just like to add to this. So basically, in my case, I was not a fan of rap at all until I got into Korean hip-hop, kind of Korean
0: rap. You you mean you didn't appreciate uh, Yo-Yo Singh's rapping? (laughs) That's an Indian rapper, by the way. (laughs) I totally failed to
3: appreciate Yo-Yo Singh's rapping. Uh, You know, I think I've been paying attention to lyrics from, I mean, since I whatever music I listen to and a lot of hip hop or rap. It kind of, I mean, at least the popular artists, I did find that it tends to say objectify women or, you know, glorify these lifestyles that just didn't appeal to me. So (laughs) because the lyrics weren't to my taste, I wasn't able to enjoy the music, even though the music might be nice, but a lot of Korean rap is uh, really, it's cleaner in that sense. It's a lot healthier. Uh, you know, they discuss... Your own
1: personal struggles rather
3: than... Right, rather than... So even a song about, you know, how wealthy I am and how well I'm doing might be prefaced with how much I've gone through to get here instead of, you know, you all just... <laughs> you're all <laughs> terrible and I'm the best and, you know, with no basis yeah. whatsoever.
1: Uh, even if I like rap, I, I pretty much... I do not listen to
3: any mainstream
1: western hip-hop artist I wouldn't even be able to get through one of their songs To be so perfectly. I think
0: that's, yeah that's
2: really interesting I think the thing about um American rap is that it's kind of lost it's
1: yeah I it's mean great. there
2: are still a lot of people who rap in about like social issues and really important things but they don't think... they aren't the ones that get you know um yeah. awards
1: and uh time on tv Least on the billboards i think the yeah more exactly. mainstream it the gets, the more it loses you know where it came from because rap originated out of originated out of those african-american communities where they were really yeah. not well off and it became an expression and it actually became a thing in korea similarly like out of the underground rap scene out of all these young kids and people who had it hard and it developed out of that um, and I can almost
2: see some, like, reflections of how the more mainstream it even gets in Korea, it's becoming more commodified.
3: I mean, even in Western rap, there are artists, like, I think, yeah. Macklemore have really nice uh, lyrics. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. That's I, I mean, agree. most of the mainstream popular artists that we hear, it's, it's just, I, 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 I mean, I cannot enjoy music that's objectifying me. That's not yeah, how it works.
2: I also <laughs> wonder, like, who is, um considered mainstream popular from american artists where you live because i feel like I the, know. <laughs> you know like who gets listened to and who gets promoted overseas is not necessarily no, really really the same <laughs> are you know in the country yeah, where the music true. is made like who the people actually listen to like if um like if you talk to korean people like most of them don't actually listen to k-pop but then if you look at the international coverage of korean music most of it focuses on k-pop so I think it's interesting as well how, like, that kind of works.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't really listen to almost any Western pop music at mm-hmm. all, so I wouldn't even be able to tell you what is popular in New Zealand. And
3: also, uh, like... I in, have not um, either.
2: Yeah. And in the, in the US, a, like, yeah. recently they've come out with... I think they come out with some statistics either last year or a couple of years ago that um, for the first time in, like, 40 years, hip-hop is the most popular mm, genre of music in America, whereas oh, it's was always my- rock. For the last like yeah, for the last years. like 30, 30 yeah. more years, ago. since um, the Beatles, basically, it's like, yeah
1: yeah. Well, origin. Was I was going to say. I think in again, I'm not the most well versed person in popular Western hip hop, but for me, it seems like the more the farther away it gets from where it originated, the less like substance it has to it. No, it's just and- true.
2: Yeah, but it's also that um, it's become so big that there's so much yeah. information within it, and so there's so much yeah. in, like you can kind of find what you
1: want and it's like and there's, yeah i mean there's definitely there's definitely you know there'd be smaller artists which you would find right you know, i'm definitely sh- sure there's smaller artists in that kind of um sub that i would like even in english mm-hmm. but uh, what i was going to compare is how um how rap is sort of handled in k-pop like mm-hmm. there's the underground k-hip-hop scene that's becoming more popular and then there's the k-pop scene which is been for so long sort of judged by other music genre, genres or other music communities because it's not real or it's not authentic, mm. like the rapping is oh, yeah. real, the rapping's not authentic, which... And the artists
3: are seen as having souls themselves for... Yeah,
1: which honestly there's been several um, Korean idols who have grown up in the underground rapping scene that have kind of re- and and now they're idols and they're broken into both markets who have really really pushed for like this this end in this like competition basically between hip-hop and k-pop and but that was like that was quite a a big a, I say fight it wasn't like a physical fight but it was like they definitely had to overcome this kind of pre-prejudice for people who were like you're not a hip-hop artist, you're not a rapper because you're an idol. And it's like, well, my favourite rappers in Korean music happen to have come from an underground rap scene. So they have automatically more years of experience and they also have a skill that they've obviously had since then rather than just having learned it for the sake of K-pop, which a lot of there, artists There's do a
3: have. video... There's a video on YouTube where uh, of, it's filmed a few years ago. It's a fan video where these two BTS members, the oh, leader RM and Sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it's about a 10 minute video where they're being attacked. They're being attacked by this rapper from the underground, I suppose. Be free. Uh, and, you know, you can catch a lot of the sort of prejudice that exists against yeah. idols and idol rappers mm-hmm. in that video because... He accuses them of selling themselves out and being completely fake. And yeah, uh, you know, I don't
2: even follow these people, but I heard about this when it happened because it was a big Twitter storm. <laughs>
3: there was yeah. a lot of fans that were. On I mean, it actually team. just watching it made me so angry because. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even follow. <laughs> Sugar, Sugar's music has addressed this kind of conflict that he feels as an idol rapper. Between, I mean, what he wants to do is be a rapper and be a producer, but uh, here he is working as an idol. And especially, he seems—I would say—he seems to have accepted his identity as an Mm -hmm. idol right now. But uh, from his mixtape in 2016, a song the seeker and I really like is called "The Last," and he addresses this uh, conflict between being an idol rapper. And to now in two thousand eighteen where in Answer, his solo is called Seesaw and he has incorporated some choreography. He says because he's an idol and he wanted to do something idol like. So I feel um, over the years he may have come to accept it, but definitely when he debuted and for a few years, his music has reflected that conflict.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, and it's no, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what is it about? And yeah, what is it about an idol's uh, identity that is so um, I don't know, so, so antithesis to um, the identity of a rapper? Like, why can't he be both? Why is there a conflict at all? Um, like, wh- what is an I... idol supposed to be that a rapper can't <laughs> be, or vice versa?
1: Can I answer that? Because I have more to say on the idol rapping thing, on the vein of sugar confronting. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> What <laughs> um, I was, was going to say first is Sugar's not the only one who's sort of had to. Yeah, with it of course. People like Zico, who's the leader and main rapper and main songwriter for Block B, who's my favourite group, um, has definitely pushed for that, being a producer on Show Me the Money at the age of 23. And having confronted all this controversy and then bobby and minnow Winner and icon have also had that because they were both really strong contenders and show me the money and there was like that huge stigma which i'll get into talking about against mm. you know you're an idol rapper you can't you just you know you're, you're backed by your company you don't actually have a skill you're not actually good and it's not your skill that is making you good it's your idols mo- sorry your company's money um that was definitely a big thing in a lot of people stigma against k-pop idols is that for them it seems that uh you're just made by your company rather than your skill which is not true that's just a stigma people have against k-pop um and then for people like sugar and rm who were criticized by this Other rapper, which is a horrible video. Honestly, I almost didn't make it through watching it. I was so pissed off. But (laughs) Um, they handled it with serious. They handled it really well, and then they released a diss track, so that's fine. (laughs) 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 Um, It it was more like he he had this extremely view-based. It was it was very sexist. It was like if you're an idol, then you can't be a man. That was what. Calling it sexist is right. It was really sexist. Yeah, it was. It was like, you are less of a human and a man because you wear makeup and dance. And it was like, whoa, whoa, what? what? Yeah, no, it was horrible. <laughs> like I said, don't watch wow. it. Um, <laughs> speaking of
2: sexism, yeah, so this kind of relates to the sexism and it's shifting gears a little bit, but like, why do you think that boy bands tend to be more popular? Especially with international fans, I've noticed they tend to follow more boy bands than girl groups. Girl girl groups. See, even the way that we're saying that is like a boy band or a girl group. Like, why is
1: a boy band and a girl group? Because they are literally a group. Alliterations. All made of boys or a group made of all girls. Very few co-ed groups out there anymore. So, and I was just saying the differentiation
2: between a band and a group. But I see the band and a
1: group. Yeah. Uh. But
3: No, no, I mean, I mean, even boy bands, even Backstreet Boys are considered a boy band. So that's,
1: in the sense that
3: that semantic, it's, yeah, it doesn't really apply in how, I think in how boy bands are girl groups are viewed. It really is just an alliteration.
2: Yeah, (laughs) but so, but okay, (laughs) so that's true. (laughs) Leaving behind the terminology, but why do you think that girl groups are not, I mean, I don't, I think it's fair to say they're not as popular with international fans. I
1: think, I mean, Twice and Blackpink are both very very big internationally. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily say they're not as popular,
3: but And if you have to I mean think of it of YouTube as showing popularity, then I think <laughs> you know, I think Blackpink and BTS are in competition, but oh, who yeah. has the most YouTube views so in yeah. the first 24 exactly. hours?
2: Okay. And, and I'm also well, like like I said, I'm outdated, so I'm thinking about, like, yeah, the yeah, big, no.
1: big Bang and, you know. I mean, those,
3: I don't necessarily
1: people. disagree. I just think it's maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. like it, I'll, So I'll it just, might be, be because, I, uh, you know,
3: K-pop has spread internationally via these mm-hmm. online communities. I and also, it's true. I do feel that it, there, it has been, like, the push has come from a female-led fandom.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, internationally, the concept of boy bands being popular has been popular since the Beatles. Right. And that kind of thing just produces a whole lot of, like, the concept of a fangirl in particular. Fanboys exist, but, like, fangirls, I don't know whether it's, like, a, a shift in, like, the genders or whatever, but, like, fangirls seem to latch on to that kind of thing much more quickly and much more intensely. Um, but also, Twice, Red Velvet, Blackpink are all really, really huge internationally. Mm-hmm. Um I know a lot and of... And they have a large number
3: of female fans. And they have a lot as of...
1: Yeah, they do. They have a large number of female fans. And then you have people like Block B and Winner who have a large number of male fans as well as female fans. So I
0: don't really know because I don't know enough about psychology to <laughs> Okay, what, what about what about the two of you guys? Because kind of. I mean, you, you guys had told us that you guys like mm-hmm. boy bands better than uh, girl groups. So I what I about the two of you? For
3: me? Uh, in my case... Yeah, I feel, I mean, so I have tried listening to some girl group music. It might be that I haven't found something that really suits my taste. But what I don't like is this bubblegum kind of happy, happy, everything is good and bright in life kind of music doesn't (laughs) appeal to me. And I feel like a lot of girl groups tend to do this kind of cutesy concept where they look like grown women, but they're dressed in, um, you know, Clothes
0: costumes for, pretty much. yeah like
3: or, like, like clothes uniform. for clothes for little girls <laughs> and it's <laughs> and they're doing slightly provocative dances it's just weird and part <laughs> of that
1: problem is because in korea girl groups have a lot of male fans mm-hmm. and it's not this is not a good thing
3: and while female <laughs> artists do write their own music i feel like in with girl groups, the groups themselves, the members are writing lesser than, say, in boy groups. I I don't uh, know. I might be, yeah. that might not be true. But <laughs> female artists write their own. This is yeah. true. So,
1: yes. For me, um, especially
3: solo. Yeah.
1: For yeah. me, why I don't really like as much girl group content is partly because of the music and the singing. I find there's not really enough. I quite like having lower voices singing. <laughs> so, a lot of even my boy groups that I like tend to have more baritones than like tenors, for example, because even in boy groups, it's popular to have high voices, and in girl groups, it's popular to have really, really high voices, and I don't really like listening to that. Um, for me, I would have loved to have followed groups like 21 and 4 Minute and Brown Eyed Girls that had much more of a stronger kind of. I like Mama Moo. I think Mama Moo have
3: a slight
1: It is my probably one of the only female groups I really kind of consistently like because they really like they're much more vocally based and they have like a real jazzy kind of blues R&B vibe and I just love that kind of music and it fits their music really well. Um, So I think it's just like the music I just haven't related to as much girl groups as as I have to boy group music. Uh, There are definitely female artists that write their own stuff Ali of Exit, for example what EXID is I think how most people say it but I say Exit. <laughs> um she actually writes all of her own music and um brown eyed girls used to write their own music but they've just it now so that doesn't really count uh Hyonga, of X yeah. one and X cube and X everything writes all learn, own stuff. <laughs> um, okay. So there's definitely groups out there, but it's almost like there is sexism within the companies and the industry. Yeah. That, to try and sell yeah. girls a little bit for differently. Me, yeah, yes. For me,
2: I pretty much agree. Like, I'm also more a fan of boy groups, boy bands. Mm-hmm. I think for the same reasons that you guys have talked about, like, especially the. It seems very manufactured for the male gaze um, yes mm-hmm. and i think but i mean part when, of you the it, of mostly, when
1: you flip it when you flip know, it a lot of the male groups are manufactured for the female gaze and they're also sexualized this
2: is so. true although i find myself I it's
1: not becoming less of a thing now but it's definitely a thing of maybe five plus years ago to have like the shirtless pictures and the sexy dance moves and that kind of thing, which is definitely targeted towards that female. There's also,
3: that, I mean, yeah. I don't see it so much now, but there was a lot of homoerotic stuff going on on the stage. Things that are definitely taboo otherwise mm. uh, were happening where you have like, I've seen a video of super junior members actually kissing each other on the mouth because uh, on a other. stage. Yeah, for fan service. As long as it's a performance, it's fine if they're actually gay. It's a problem. But <laughs> as a
0: performance,
3: it is quite acceptable when you know fans really like this kind of stuff.
0: Which is a dichotomy that I find fascinating. I, you have um, other countries producing um, actual dramas uh, called boil love dramas and yeah. they are getting so popular now and they have like real gay romances. But try bringing that up in Korea and actually suggesting that um, you might have idols with real romances, um, like real romances versus bromances. Bromances I, seem to be the safe space that's just allowed.
1: For me, um, the the problem with the boy love thing, also in fan service and K-pop, is actually it's it's deliberately created for, to pander to a certain demographic's fantasy and fetish. So it's not actually a healthy thing. For either. sure,
0: the way it originated it was, is much... Even if it was like, yeah, it, it's like, well, like Gali yeah. or whatever it
1: is in Japan is specifically aimed towards a teenage female demographic.
0: Yeah, so, but we, we are going a, a, a little away from the topic. We, we <laughs> instead, at, least with, at least with boy love dramas, you have real, uh, if not real, but, you know, romance is depicted yeah. between m- men and men. It's not something that you can just say, oh, no, they are just real good buddies who also <laughs> happen oh, to be yeah. kids. I'm just watching to be going on with k Oh yeah,
1: and k everything is fan service, especially on the yeah. stage. So. I think and the other fans, thing.
2: Yeah, I think it's definitely present for both boy groups and girl groups. Oh uh, yeah. What bothers me more. Why it bothers me more for like female groups is yeah, because. I'm way off
1: track, sorry.
2: No, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's all very interesting. But I think um, I've, I guess I have watched a lot of variety like perform yeah. like. Not, not only interviews yes. but like yeah. appearances on things like mm-hmm. running men and like other, you know mm-hmm. um, there's one yeah. show called like anunhyangin like uh the hyung that I yeah favorite. yeah that show always has whenever they have female idols on it's like extremely uncomfortable because i found mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll have this whole thing of like the uncle fan so you have this like oh, 15, yeah. 19 year yeah, old yeah. Girl that's that's and you have stupid. these like 40 50 year old men who are like clearly yeah. there's that's- let, like they're being perverts, but then they're like, Oh, I'm just an uncle fan, as if that's like somehow uh, an innocent. Uh, that's
1: innocent, what I was so saying. Like, it's correct. so gross. There's so many male fans and so many older male fans, right. and female groups that the industry kind mm-hmm. of.
2: Yeah. And even, them. yeah, and even though there's like, you know, the boy groups are like, Oh, for our Nuna fans, but I feel like because in society, the um, the sexes.
3: I, so I also think being female myself. Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also feel just, sorry to interrupt, just being female myself, I really feel, uh, you know, maybe I'm more uncomfortable watching these women be subject yeah. to, like, what you said, this uncle fan and this male gay.
2: Well, because uh, and you also know that in real life, um, the sexual harassment is of, often most likely going to happen to women, and they also yeah. have so much less power to fight back, I mean... Yeah. This is going into like another whole thing, but <laughs> with like all the things that are happening in South Korea. So many. Like and
1: everything. Yeah, it's a very big think, topic, but I think, yeah, I think that this is why we need more idols like Hani, who just like doesn't give a shit.
2: She is <laughs> amazing. I don't follow her awesome. music, but I love her in she's like variety and fantastic. Like stuff, and She's
1: fantastic. And she's very much like, everybody's like, oh, you're such like. You just like act like a guy, and it's like she's just like, just doesn't care. She's like, so, and I think that, <laughs> a of that. it's almost like girls are expected to act a
0: certain way, yeah. Oh, um, I, I kind of wanted to do a slight segue. You guys mentioned how, um, while both like girl groups and uh boy bands have a mixed gender fans. The uh, mm. there is this stigma that boy bands usually have these screaming young girls as fans, and like no grown women could possibly appreciate them.
3: My <laughs> and, God! And, uh,
0: well, I mean, we all know that's not true. Because
1: have you seen these grown people?
0: I also
3: I really dislike this kind of stigma, uh, you know, against young fee, uh, young female fans. Because, like I said, you know, for instance, the spread of K-pop has been given internationally. Does seem to have this push by female fans, and you know, female fan fandoms come together. There, there are bad things, but they also do good things. Like the BTS fandom has raised over a million dollars for UNICEF in well, the Love Yourself campaign. I so, about that, yeah, I mean, yeah. So basically, I mean. It's really unfair to categorize female fans as crazy and screaming. And well, there are. To be fair,
1: there are a lot <laughs> teenage you know, fan girls.
3: There are a lot of them.
1: I don't think yes, there are. There are obviously they everybody are. talking here. Like Rumi, really, like our age group is quite popular. I think it's more popular in like twenties than it is in any other kind of demographic. Um, but there's definitely older fans. I've heard so many stories of groups that have, like, gra- g- like older, like, how many, like, grandmas were fans of them, or just, like, middle-aged women, so I think it's... Or, like, with even, Icon, where there
3: are apparently kindergarten kids. Yeah, <laughs> 17, <laughs> like,
1: 17 gets, like, little young, like, five-year-olds who come up to their fan sign, so it's, like, it's, like, all age groups, I think. I don't think we have enough statistics to, kind of, say it's mm-hmm. about any one thing. I think... In general, though, that does like perhaps the most vocal ones online that get the worst rep are the fifteen-year-olds. I don't
3: know. I also think they (laughs) are the ones that have the most time to be commenting (laughs) online.
1: Yeah, nobody on a full-time job has that much time to comment on Twitter that much. (laughs) So,
2: speaking of like fans that um, have problematic
1: behaviors
2: you want to talk about do you guys want to talk about the, the toxic fandom stuff or is that something
1: that you would prefer? But, not? I mean for me it's directly linked to why I don't follow BTS as much anymore would you like to hear kind of my take on that or?
2: Yeah I mean I think that the whole thing about the, the fandom and how it can get dark is I think it's an important part of it. Yeah
1: I mean safe songs have been a thing you know they're mentioned in yeah. Reply (laughs) 1997. Yeah, those things have been around for a long time. For a long time, like rabid fans of any kind of group, not just K-pop, but that goes into like that creepy kind of obsession level where it's almost, you know, like they have shrines to them or whatever and send them, oh gosh, I'm not even going to go into all the gross things I've heard, but yeah, that's definitely not healthy. I don't
0: know if there's any that's not the only kind of um, uh, the way to express the, the, the sort of extremities of, um, I suppose, uh, fandom. Um, th- there are also times when people feel that they have uh, the right to dictate what the artists uh, do in their personal lives. No. And that's, <laughs> that, that's not can't. exactly how also, just... also in their professional
3: life, I'm most familiar with BTS. So I keep giving BTS examples. But uh, very recently, BTS was doing a collaboration with this uh, Japanese producer for AKB48, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. And it seems he has some ties to people who are pro the whole colonization of Korea. Or, I mean, yeah, I didn't follow really it too closely. Material. And, you know, the fandom really got involved and they were messaging. And they were apparently just, they filled this uh, fan cafe with, Big Hit, please take note of this. If this song comes out, it could become a problem for BTS. You know, because people who are not fans won't understand and they'll start to criticize them and dislike them and they'll become unpopular in South Korea. Yeah, but that's, so, that and sounds so like I, a helpful... I, I, yeah, so, you yeah, know, yeah, know, yeah, it sounds helpful. But, you know, then Big Hit released a statement saying, know. okay, we're looking into this. but it But, like, the deluge of comments just wouldn't stop. And I agree that as an yeah. international fan, I may not be well-placed to understand Korean sentiment. But I feel like the fandom took it too far. Like, I feel like yeah. there were nicer ways. You've raised the issue. You've brought it to the company's notice. Can you please stop and let them handle yeah. it? But it really- just went on and on. It was veiled as concern. But it, I, to me, it came across as complete control. And yeah. finally, they've withdrawn the song. And they are not releasing it. But... Uh, the way it was handled, rather than what the substance is of what it was said, it came across as complete control.
1: Yeah, there's definitely the a very fine line between something like that, which is helpful in pointing out something that is wrong with whatever, which is, I don't know. Um, and between becoming controlling, like, I mean, this is probably a good reason to segue into, like, the dating thing. Hmm. Um, obviously, the biggest... Um, event recently is um, Hyuna and edon Edwan? Edon I don't even know his name, awkward, of Pentagon dating, publicly dating and then the backlash that Korean fans particularly unleashed and therefore and then the stopping of promotions from Cube and now they've left the company which is like ridiculous
0: you know, Hyuna uh, had left the company I know that, I thought Edon was contractually bound to stay we don't know yet.
1: Yeah, we don't know.
0: Nothing's been released. But Hyuna
1: particularly has definitely left, um, has ended her contract with Cube. That's what, That's where, like, that whole difference between domestic fans and international fans I have noticed. Now, I'm not Korean and I don't speak Korean and I don't generally spend a lot of time reading Knet's comments, generally because of my mental health and sanity. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: or any kind of Um, of online comments yeah yeah, any
1: kind of online comments definitely it's like limited time only for my sanity Um, but there seems to be there's definitely in Korea there seems to be a much more attitude towards um, um, the groups that almost like of ownership so the fans for whatever delusional reason feel like they are entitled to and only this group, and I have to do
3: whatever the fans are comfortable with so basically the idols are marketed as like the boyfriend or the girlfriend of the fan, and fans invest a lot in the, the idol boyfriend. in the street <laughs> uh, fans invest a lot in the idol in the streaming in the merchandise yeah. they buy, you know fans yeah. will pay for advertisements. Uh, if the yep. group starts getting popular, fans will start making advertisements. I don't know what kind of behind-the-scenes sponsoring might be going on. You do see fans gifting really expensive, like, say, designer wear. I also and buy them company- stars, which is really pointless, but, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I really don't know. There might be more, you know, kind of sinister behind-the-scenes sponsoring happening.
0: Mm. So I
3: feel like companies companies do this marketing on companies do do this kind of marketing on purpose, oh, and in a way it helps them to have these kinds of fans. And yeah. uh, so Whoa, companies really way. want to, <laughs> it helps. yeah, 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 and companies really want to pander to these fans at the cost of the artists uh, yeah. themselves, which is why, so is, yeah.
1: So it's definitely, I think it's just just generally a problem, like the companies potentially pander to that kind of uh, environment, but also like just the entire concept of having an idol, an idol is something that, you know, I mean, the real definition is something you worship. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In Korean pop music anyway, it's become like this thing that fans invest like their whole, almost their whole lives in, Driving. So the
3: idea is I have given you so much, you're mine. Oh, yeah, I and it's almost you. like
1: it has to be the symbiotic relationship between the idol and the fan, and that the idol owes fan everything, and the fan, therefore, is allowed to expect things from the idol. I think it's just a direct product of that kind of environment that's been created, and it's just, it yeah. kind of produces... Um, breeds kind of this delusion, in between fandoms.
2: I think there's also the the slave contract thing, right? Which kind mm-hmm. of was outlawed, but then there's still a lot of I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's completely gone away. What do you What do you think about how that's changed? You know, like because we they had, seem
0: to have just gotten cleverer uh, right. in, in wording the contracts. Basically, earlier
3: uh, there were no restrictions or regulations on these contracts, so you would have contracts for a really long period, like say 13 years Mm. Uh, and normally these are contracts that are signed once it is decided that this particular trainee will be debuting, debuting as an idol. So you could have a contract for 13 years, 14 years. And during that period, the division of profits is skewed, was skewed towards the company because the company does indeed invest a lot of money in training this person. There's a Sumpi article on how much it costs to debut a K-pop group that I read recently. And you might be spending up to like 1.5 or 1.8 million dollars on one person. So you have to recover that cost. Yeah. And the division of profits was very heavily skewed in favor of the company. And the artist was given nothing until those costs were recovered. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, maybe about a decade ago, TVXQ took SM Entertainment to court. Yeah, uh, over the hard. unfair terms in their contract. And uh, it was held that, you know, these contracts can only be for a seven year period. Um, then I yeah. think in 2017, the Korea Fair Trade Commission has introduced further changes. Mm-hmm. And uh, these range, you know, they cover, for instance, distribution of profits
1: mm-hmm.
3: and other. Yeah, I mean they've introduced other changes. It still, seems yeah, to be
1: dependent on the company and the group. Uh, penalties,
3: penalties on trainees or idols who breach the contract. Ah. So where you know from instead of like a hundred thousand dollars to a more reasonable amount. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. countless examples of of people suing their companies over the past like ten to fifteen years, like. Three exo members left, and I think at yeah. least one. I think the way it goes is that uh he was made to dance with an injured leg, and then his That's dad right. pulled him out, yeah. and then it, there was like a three long year lawsuit, and then they actually lost the lawsuit because SM has money.
2: Oh, wow. uh, I hadn't yeah. heard that they lost. That's that, that
1: was recent. I think that awful. was just the beginning of last this year. And then people like Blockby, who were under Stardom Entertainment, and then their CEO wasn't paying them and stealing their money basically, and then he actually ran away and committed suicide. And Blockby sued the company. They also lost, but they got to leave and they started under another company so there's also beast who who recently left and
2: they didn't get Mm. the right to keep their name and so now they're promoting
1: under highlight and they've started their own company right Right. right. yeah Yeah. much like props to them Go start your own company i think everybody should do that
0: (laughs) i love them they're they're awesome yeah Yeah. and even if uh, an artist is being mistreated it's not always easy for them to speak up against uh, the company because they do want to uh, protect their career going forward they they might yeah. think it's worth it yeah. to stay silent. Yeah. So um like the recent example would be
3: Yeah, shall we what? talk about the East Light here? Yeah, no, I don't have
0: Yeah. A lot exactly only yeah. so,
3: from me talking. <laughs> so in short, this this week news has broken out that so the East Light, I think they debuted in 2016. I listened to their music, I quite like them. I've you know, I've watched many of their performances. They are teenagers, they are still children. And it's, you know, and we are now, you know, the leader, Lee Suk-chul, I think he's, he's, he's describing the kind of horrific abuse that they went through. And K-pop has a bad name for like overworking and exploiting its idols and, you know, these diets and you cannot date and these slave contracts. But I feel like the East Side situation just goes beyond that. Uh, these boys have been, over a three-year period, they have been beaten. They have been beaten with a baseball bat. You know, this member's guitar strings were tied around his neck during a practice session. And every time he made a mistake, they would be pulled. Uh, They have been locked up somewhere. Fans have identified that during one of the instances where a member was beaten and locked up, the other members appeared on a video or a V live or something in a different building. And it's on the same day that member is not present at that moment in time, was he locked up somewhere? And these boys, they would have been living in dorms away from their family. They were beaten up. They were told, if you tell your family, you know, they were threatened, like I will kill you if you tell anybody and your career will be ruined. who wants to listen to, uh, mm-hmm an artist who whines or who speaks up against their company. I I mean, I don't know. It's just horrific, the kind of thing that they've been through. They're yeah. be
0: probably blacklisted in the industry if they speak up against one company. That's how these yes. industries do.
3: Mm. Yeah, over here, though, I mean, this is a serious case for criminal prosecution, and I certainly hope that's the way it's going. The company has since then released a statement saying that they were aware of what the producer was doing. And they had spoken to him about not continuing this kind of behavior. And now after these reports have come out, he has handed in his resignation and taken full responsibility. Uh, okay. I feel, Yeah, I feel like this deserves criminal prosecution. The Absolutely. CEO has also verbally and physically abused them, as have, you know, I don't know who else in that company might be involved. What I find really sad, though, is I'm not reading any comments or articles from, like, people within the K-pop industry. The news within South Korea seems to have picked it up. But, like, from within the K-pop industry, industry executives or big-name stars coming out and supporting these boys or condemning the situation. None of this is happening. And I feel like... Like, I can only think of two reasons for that. Firstly, it makes me think that it's so common and so prevalent that nobody can come out and say anything because somebody will call them out on it. Yeah. Or secondly, the defamation laws in South Korea, where in many parts of the world, truth is a defense to defamation. But in South Korea, you get seven years for making false statements. But even if you're telling the truth, you can get up to three years of prison.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, Look because, at what happened with is, the Me Too movement. So many Correct. Women got, uh, slapped Unless you're laws. speaking
3: in public interest. That's why mm-hmm. I know because of the Me Too movement. That's why I know what the defamation laws are. Unless you're speaking <laughs> in public interest, solely in public interest, even if you're telling the truth, you could go to jail. So Lee Sattal, mm-hmm. in his statement in his first conference, he prefaced it with, I am doing this, you know, for like to end say the violation of human rights and the idle industry. And he probably is coming out for a variety of reasons, including this. And I'm you know, I feel like that preface was also to take care of the defamation laws, like specifically stating it, not coming out like the stating what has happened is probably for why he says it has happened. But just stating that this is why I'm saying it, that was a protection against the whole defamation. Yeah. regime which is really unfair i mean on people like these boys or the victims of the me too movement right and yeah
2: especially the power the, balance is already so skewed and you know
3: yeah bad so i just summarized my thoughts on all of this but basically i feel like it's even worse than usual k-pop situation because these were minors yeah uh, I'm so young They were even I mean, I think the youngest is 15 years old right now, 15 years old international age right now. So they are far too young and had no idea of alternatives or what they could have done right now two members are out of the company as far as I'm aware the others are still there. And Um, I I just I have no idea what they're going through because this kind of news has come out. I
1: feel like the kind of the power that company has is just so, you know, that would definitely put off more than enough people to not even going there because it would be so much emotional, physical, everything. Yeah. But I'm really
3: sad that no one within the industry appears to be speaking out against this kind of thing or in support of these boys. It's just really disappointing.
1: Considering how little people have been known to speak out about even things like mental health and k-pop until
0: very recently i can't say i'm surprised even though it does suck
2: yeah
0: yeah it's it's a lot of it's a lot like the k drama industry right if you even bring up mental health like if there is like any hint that somebody had ever had to go to a therapist for any reason that is just like a black mark against them
1: yeah which is ridiculous but
0: yeah. Um do you guys um like do you guys follow any self-produced artists? Yes. Oh, I really want to say
3: something.
0: About <laughs> really, I love yeah. go.
3: <laughs> yes, you can go first.
0: <laughs> I mean, yes, I absolutely do. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> something I sort of noticed in the guide, I don't know whether this is you can perhaps tell me if you guys have fallen out of following K-pop or or we don't even follow K-pop very much at all. Is it like a is it an opinion that most people have that K-pop isn't self-produced or is it only becoming more and more self-produced? Like, what is
3: now um, answer.
1: I can't say for everyone, but
2: I think uh, the general assumption has always been that it's very manufactured and that they don't sing their own music. But, like, from what I've seen in the last few years, they, it does seem
1: to be more and more self-produced. Right. So something it's going I, to that direction. Something I thought was quite interesting. So, South Peji and the boys who... Um, as relatively well known to be the start of k-pop were actually self-produced so right from the very beginning there have been self-produced idols um and something that sort of bothers me a little bit is some people just sort of have this opinion on some groups it's like oh these are the only groups that self-produced it's like actually it has been a thing for a while it just might not necessarily be known or someone has not bothered to find out about it so right from the very beginning
3: like a lot of western commentators on like yeah. bts who are incredibly popular tend to say oh they're different because they're self-produced which but is that's
1: not, not true. true because i mean for example sataji and the boys they were self-produced and then gd yeah uh, even GD. big bang right big bang very like, like very very start g dragon wrote all right. of them Music or helped with it at least, help produce it with someone else, which is very common to have like a producing duo. Um, I can list there's hundreds and hundreds, not hundreds, tens <laughs> of <laughs> idols um, who've produced their own music. Like Block B, for example, eco and Pop Time, who's his producing co partner. He's not an idol; he's just a producer. Have produced all of Block B's music from the very beginning, even their debut song um 17 are like were marketed as a self-producing group so not only do they write their own music they also contribute to choreography and album packaging and photography and all of the design around their work which is quite impressive okay Uh, (laughs) that's that's partly they're they're, they're marketed as wow i did not know that Yeah, so not all of it, but they have um, one of their members took one of their album cover photos, for example, and Hoshi helps and choreographs pretty much all of their own stuff, um, along with also Woozy um, writes pretty much all their own music, and they all help and contribute to work writing. So yeah, even like within Block B, you've got Block uh, Zico helped produce one of their music videos, which I didn't know until recently, but he did. So, you've got people like that, but it just goes further than that. You've got BTS who have been contributing to them for quite some time now. Big Bang, Highlight, um, Jun Hyuk of Highlight. Yeah, is yeah. yeah he is um, the second most copyrighted idol producer. Okay. Um, you've got people like Jin Hyuk the first. of the one, uh, G Dragon. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ravi of VIX is also really big. Um I have just forgotten all the other really big ones. But like B2B. That's um, a that's
2: quite okay. a large um assortment. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Exactly. And I've even heard of some of these. I'm, I'm surprised yes. Yes. EX EX Winner, E-X- winner E-X- Icon.
1: Produces. Winner that's what I was getting to. Um winner is pretty much your self produced icon um beast. We've already
0: mentioned the other one are, uh, like one oh one?
1: Um I don't know One One are not
0: self-produced that's network produced yeah uh yeah
3: in the sense that they were brought together by this survival program and they you know the term on the program was the nation is the producer Or uh, yeah. <laughs> like people yeah. voted for the group <laughs> however the music some members yeah. of
1: the of 101 though so lots of them come from already yeah. a group so, so the comes from hotshot for example and they write along yeah
3: um, but one of one's music, I think, is. I think, uh, I'm, I'm not sure.
1: Specifically, I think it's made. But of, I think it is. Yeah, written for even it. people like EXO, um, who I think kind of, were sort of like the the front group of this kind of idea that K-pop isn't self produced; that it's like company based only. Even EXO, um, Lay has produced quite a lot of songs and written a lot of songs.
3: And Chanyol is also writing a few songs. And Chanyol
1: as well. So it's becoming I think there was a period of time, um, Mm -hmm. where a lot of the mainstream stuff and there's still some groups that don't write their own stuff, but like the mainstream stuff was Russian by an outside producer for the group and then they performed and sung it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's, had- a, there's also
3: this really false idea of how K-pop uh, companies purchase B grade music from Western producers that nobody in the West wants to buy. Is sold to big
0: companies. Oh, yeah, I have
1: I know, not that. <laughs> we talked about it. All. And they yeah. the In and my opinion, it would be more like big companies will hire a big name producer to. Yes. Make it, exactly. It's hardly be good, and it's just uh, happening a lot of groups. But I think the point is, is that from the very beginning, groups have definitely been self-produced, and potentially it's becoming more so now. But it has always been prevalent. You've just mm-hmm. got to know where to look for it. Yeah, yeah, but it's,
0: it, it's also that usually the artists who don't get a chance with the big three, for instance, or other uh, big names in the industry, they are the ones who like, and then later on make a name for themselves. Um, these self produced people like um, most recently, I can think of Holland, um, and because of his sexuality, he most likely would not have been backed by um, any. He is name not. In the industry. He is no. Right. He does so not he's have completely any. Completely self-created, <laughs> and he did massively on YouTube and he came yeah. up on my um, uh, recommendation feed and I watched his first and I really liked his first song um, it, it did seem a little amateurish but um, it was pretty refreshing yeah. so, but Holland has great. received
3: a lot of attention internationally but within South Korea he doesn't appear to yeah, have received
1: I think that's because uh, of the nature of the culture at the moment yeah. internationally especially America that um that would be very um, he would be a lot more welcome there whereas potentially career is a lot more conservative and he still.
0: seems to be going with this next second release with this um entire did, did you guys watch his second video because I was it was interesting I'm not afraid he seems to be he, he seems to be yes. uh pandering quote unquote uh, to the international audience. you had this diverse yes. group of uh, people in the video and it's it's like, I, I, hey, it's my interpretation, but it seems to me that he was saying that I appreciate the support from the international community because he didn't seem to be getting he, much from So own.
3: Rolling Stone India did an interview with him uh, okay. where he has, in fact, addressed this, ish, not exactly the music video, but he has addressed the issue of how he has been perceived in South Korea versus how he has, the reception he has received internationally. And, you know, you might be right uh, so it's, on, it'll
0: be interesting to see if he can sustain uh, himself on his international popularity or if it's just seasonal because without right. a, a domestic fan base, it might right. be difficult for him to retain his idol. Yeah. Um, exactly. Be, However, he
3: actually is good. Like, like you, I like his music. Uh, yeah. And I think he has a lot of talent. He, and a lot he, can, of get,
0: he can get much better. Right. right. Not, just,
3: not just, not just, you know, because of his identity. Uh, as a homosexual person seeking out yeah, as a homosexual I, person within think, this conservative beyond industry beyond that yeah. he is his music is pretty recent uh, with more yeah. exposure. I'm and as he grows I, he's really young he's like 21 or twenty two. he's a baby oh, really? yeah I know he's
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a really
3: surprising a baby. <laughs> <So> <laughs> as, he, as he grows older I hope he's able to you know gain like a and I hope, hope. and I
0: hope that he can get like a good videographer because he was doing everything he was directing himself yes. he cast his friend in his first video so it's like it was really home production overall yes. so yeah so well, hopefully the he gets companies enough money, that have to have the that money,
2: money right so that's <laughs> been, it's a big it's an uphill struggle if you're doing it by yourself
0: yeah exactly which is where fans happy. can help like instead of sending uh, money and gifts to exo for instance it might be a good <laughs> thing to send it to holland so can <laughs> so you, you have to go fund me <laughs> so you actually asked do we
1: actually follow any self-produced idols well so yeah that would be a good way to segue into the favorite groups yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Before we get to favorite groups, though, I just wanted to ask, and this kind of relates to like the the perception of K-pop in the wider, you know, outside the fandom. Do you um, um, do you think that K-dramas, since this is a K-drama podcast, <laughs> <laughs> do you think that yeah? I'm not sure if you read the email, <laughs> um, but do you think, as fans who have been following K-pop for a long time, do you feel like? there's a lot of k-pop idol drama or like dramas that portray that lifestyle or that kind of industry do you think that they do a good job do you think that there are some for
0: instance liar and lover which which is the only I one i can think really of like, that actually yeah, there also god, shut that up, boy
1: band. oh my god <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, I don't think the liar and, it's, and his lover did a good job. I mean, uh, from what we hear about, I, I, what they say in interviews, you know how Bobby in on, um, what is that show, radio, uh, radio, radio something. Anyway, uh, Bobby recently from Icon, he was talking about how, you know, everything is regulated. Like they can't even leave their dorm to get something from the convenience store without informing their manager. So all of
1: this... That's a company thing though. YG has really specific regulations to his specific groups and Icon, Blackpink and Winner specifically have really tight regulations. If you found someone like Block B, for example, they have pretty much no regulations. What about
0: your beautiful? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, (laughs) that has to be real, right? Well, I I have my hopes pinned on that being totally real.
3: Okay, I haven't seen it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, and, uh, it, personally one of my favorite examples of k-pop or that kind of just the industry machine examples in, in k drum was actually shut up flower boy down now it was rushed because it was a shorter show and you can't show everything in that amount of episodes and it happened really quickly like you would never have got a group that suddenly got a contract like that and said, <laughs> But, I- but hey, they had not have enough times. So I understand the constraints of Drama Land. But I really <laughs> like, or did actually really like how they showed the effect of fame and that industry on the different members and how it influenced different people in that drama differently. So you had uh, Myung Soo L's character who sort of definitely milked it because he just wanted money for his family, which in my opinion would definitely be an a motivation for someone in real life to become an idol um yeah. if they could make it and then you had people like the lead in the car room, but Sung june um who kind of wasn't really comfortable with like this whole image he had to portray and this music that wasn't his own that he wasn't producing and that kind of thing
2: yeah um, and, and i mean that it, is more of like a, a band that started on their own and then sort of yeah like, yes. So, again,
1: industry, it's not but, it's not yeah. a perfect example, but there were aspects of that show which I thought really hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I mean, that um, drama
2: is so good. It's so it so is. It is.
1: I love it. And also, like, in the end, they actually broke up, but we're still friends. Like, mm. disbandments happen all the time in K-pop for various reasons. Some really, really
3: bad and some
1: understandable.
2: Have um, you, guys, have you yeah. guys seen the
3: best
1: hit? Like, I, yes. I, I, I read the recaps. Because
3: I I watched I watched like the first, the first few episodes and then the, the last the, episode. This isn't
1: a K. I thought okay, this is a K drama podcast, but I was about to go into why I didn't actually watch it. But that's a K drama related thing, not a K pop related thing.
2: <laughs> that's also legitimate. You should share it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Well, I just didn't watch it because I felt. I, first of all, I don't like time travel and dramas, and second of all. I found it really, really awkward watching him fall in love with the the girl his son had a crush on.
3: Yeah, Mm. I I would have liked to see him take on like a fatherly role. I mean, the direction the plot took, I didn't like it. So I just watched the end because you and she... So honestly, the
2: first half was amazing and then the ending made me so angry that i was like <laughs> <crying>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah but you know
3: the scene at the end where he meets like the two Yoon and meet is so good i just i really i really love him <laughs> yeah, i, I followed it and recapped
1: so i was really interested but i didn't but I, do, I didn't watch it so i can't really yeah comment
2: on. i do think that like despite the fact that the plot completely like went off the rails and the time travel didn't make any sense and stuff but i did think that they did a pretty good job of like Portraying the day-to-day idol stuff.
1: Yeah, didn't they yeah. have a lot of um, uh, jokes about like YG? But you know, but like in terms sorry. Thing? Like with, um, I can't remember any of their names, but like there was that big company CEO who used mm. to be in a group with that little company CEO. How that's like, li- that was literally a reference to how YG's got really big and YG used to be with Seltage and the boys and how right. YG only became... He even kind of looks
2: like him. Yeah, that, that
3: was the point of that. Exactly.
1: it's a direct reference. So,
2: yeah. yeah. There was a lot uh, also, of, like, stuff that only people would enjoy. That was cool. But
3: also, in terms of the portrayal of idol trainee life, uh, I'm just going to, you know, draw comparisons again with Sugar's mixtape. Uh, there's a song where there's, like, the it's a pin code, it's numbers. I don't remember what the numbers are. Uh, where he a describes... Date. No, it's the pin code, sorry. No, it's, like, 714, whatever. The, oh, the one was. with numbers. So, yeah. The one with numbers, the one that's like a pin code. The other two, like, what are they talking Yeah, I'm so lost. <laughs> it's okay. Where he talks, where he gives like how his, like it's just his whole story of how he wanted to do music. He was in Daegu. He auditioned or he did this like uh, competition and he got a call and he came to uh, Seoul and what happened. So it's, just, it's a story in the song format. And, you know, the way he describes it is he was going to school, then he was spending all evening and all night in the practice studio. Then he was going for his part-time job, like at dawn, uh, early morning, middle of the night, he's going for his part-time job, job, and then dragging his tired self again to school, tired body again to school. And And even if he managed to do it, he would only be sleeping. So he graduated this way. So in that sense, if I compare it, compare the best hit to that song, I find Kim Min Jae, the idol trainee, had a much easier life compared to what I am seeing reflected in, say, music or in interviews. I don't think being a trainee is
1: easy from any of the kind of trainee stories I've heard.
3: Yeah.
1: 15 or Big Bang or Block B. I don't think it's, it's easy at all.
3: Yeah, because you know they're going to school, then they're in practice all evening, all night, and then
2: it's definitely a. Very- they're in
3: dorms, and the company only pays them like basic minimum sustenance. So then they have to work part-time jobs to earn some Your money. To eat
1: or are insane. It's like it's just non-stop. Even now with some of the groups I follow, it's like. They will like stay up to like three a.m. Yeah. writing music or practicing dance because it's what they want to do and it's what they love. But I'm like, how are more of you not like burnt out? Or are you? Are you and we just don't know about it. <laughs> I think the latter is more likely. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, yeah, should we go to favorite groups before yes. we run out of time? <laughs> Favorites.
2: Let's hear it. Uh.
3: Okay. So I'm a big BTS fan. <laughs> And I really like IG, uh, uh, I'm saying YG, YG groups, particularly the boy groups, Big Bang, Icon, Winner. I really like them as well. Uh, After beyond that, there are groups. I mean, I, so I listened to a lot of, I got into K-pop about a year ago now, and I listened to a lot of, you know, whatever comes out, the new music that comes out, whatever Soompi puts up. (laughs) I just (laughs) click on the video if I like the song, I'll check out more. So I have discovered the other groups I like this way. I like Impact. Uh, I I do like the East Lights, though, of course. I don't think they're going to be releasing anything. I don't know how many members will even stay in music. But I like the East Light. So there are other groups that I've come to know. But my main favourites are of course BTS and the 3YG boy groups.
2: Okay.
1: What <laughs> about
3: um, So I... I
1: like, casually follow a lot of artists in a lot of groups. And I even, like, even more casually follow even more. But, like, probably I have maybe six, six, six main main ones. Six so main ones, well I know, <laughs> I'm really organized. I have lists of everything. <laughs> <laughs> you should see my K-pop folders. It's very, very, very organized. It's a very of- detailed, very organized. So my main group, so probably... Uh, my main one, obviously I got into it through BTS but I can't really say that they're my main one anymore. So my main one now would be Block B um, and partly because they write all their own music and they write really wacky music and they're extremely unconventional in terms of idol standards. They just really suck at being idols and it's kind of hilarious to see them flail about trying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I really like Block B and then um, Seventeen is one of my other really big groups um it's like i often say it's it's like adopting 11 puppies and two kittens or it's like having <laughs> younger puppy brothers so <laughs> they're just a lot of fun and just just really happy all the time it's and really energetic um and then big bang obviously but mostly g-young g dragon sorry that's mm. his <laughs> one.
3: Um, yes, thanks to Sicarius, I'm also, also like big fan. <laughs> uh, I spent um, particularly G-Yong or G Dragon, G Dragon because of Seiko. Yes, yes,
1: that was a great time in my life when I got her into Yong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you guys weep when he went into army? Did you guys do that too? No, <laughs> I what? didn't. Did How you can weep? You call yourself too fast,
3: Siko,
1: Did you weep? <laughs> Oh, I got really sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never cried
3: about that. I think I I I got into Big Bang after they had already gone into the army.
2: Oh, see, I got into them like six, no,
1: eight years ago. When I got really sad
3: because I was like, man, I miss him already.
1: I miss liking all his Instagram posts. <laughs> and he's had a really rough time in the army too. So I'm like, ah, oh, that's not cool. uh anyway, what was I saying? So Block B, Big Bang, seventeen. Um, winner, I really like
3: Winner. They're a lot of fun. I love Winner. They have yeah. such nice music. Uh, you know, I think if you ask me, Remy, what are your three favorite albums as a whole, not just groups? My first is Stuga's Mixtape. Second is yeah. BTS's Wings. And third is actually Winners Every Day. I just, I think it's that mm-hmm. one song. I like all the songs. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to them constantly. So, yeah. See, it's my favorite winner album.
1: But anyway, that's a sidetrack. And then my Moving other one, on, sorry one of my other really big groups now these are technically not k-pop anymore i would call them more k-rock but they kind of started out as k-pop so fd island man Mm -hmm. honky which is probably all you guys know that from but FD Island, are great because rock songs and they're just they're, they're one of like block b and fd island for me block b has a member who is dating and has been for like over seven years now and one of the FD Island members just got married so and has a child. so like <laughs> that kind of thing like their fandoms just aren't as controlling and they're yeah. more relaxed to be kind of who they are and do what they want to do and then Shiny has become really big for me really recently mm-hmm. um they're not as big on the self-producing front um mm since John Young died yeah. but um, yeah. I really like their personalities on Variety particularly they're hilarious and I have found a lot of the music that I really like mm-hmm. and then top girl group is probably still Mama Move although I haven't liked their music yeah. as much recently and then obviously BTS I still have a place in my heart for them because of 2016 but yes. I have to admit <laughs> I did not like the past and-
3: Sure. On the <laughs> fandom front, because like Siko says, she doesn't like BTS so much anymore because of their fandom. Not- I just wanted to say, it. yeah, I mean, for various reasons, for various reasons, including the fandom you like I don't pay attention to fandom activities at all which is which would make me like a maybe I'm not an army I don't know but Mm -hmm. I do like to see him an army just because I love them that's it
1: yeah for me it's just like it goes a lot into a lot of other aspects of why I just sort of haven't been able to follow them as much as I'd like Mm -hmm. anymore but other groups that I really like B1A 4 Icon, newest, ACMU, Infinite, Blackface, Card, goes on there's a lot of people they're all really good oh i just wanted to say you were talking about like if we had any music suggestions i've actually been meaning to share this for like two weeks now i have made a playlist of all at least one song by every korean artist that i follow on spotify then I'm share, share
0: this playlist with us we're gonna link them below i'll tag everybody
1: okay
0: that's good <laughs> yes so, yeah oh yeah Anissa, we need your favorites we've got four uh, minutes
1: go <laughs>
2: I don't have much time but I'll keep it quick. Um, I first got into K-pop with Big Bang because it did an OST on some like it was actually a Japanese drama. I yeah. was like I like the sound of these like these guys. So I went online and I found um Haru Haru and I yes. cried. It was a whole journey. It was very <laughs> intense. If you've seen that music video, you know what I mean. Um, so I got really into Big Bang for like a few years. This was back when they were like the biggest group in Korea like maybe like seven eight years ago yeah but at that time they were like huge um (laughs) they're still my favorite um I also really love shiny and I like beast highlight now yeah I don't listen to as much music k-pop as I used to but yeah I'm much more of a casual like I would never like put a fan name on myself because I just don't stand I I,
3: I also just wanted to add BTS have this whole love yourself message that they do that I really love and it has been very influential and helpful in
0: my own life. And therefore, I love them.
1: I would love to argue about that with later,
0: But we have three yeah.
1: minutes. A subject for another time,
0: <laughs> yes. We have left enough material for another episode in the future because I completely forgot to ask you guys what you think about idols going into K-dramas, like acting. Um, oh, yeah, I actually is? have lots of thoughts on that. Yeah, Honestly. definitely that, that's an episode for the future.
2: All right. Yeah, it's a a gift. It's a subject that has many gifts to give. Yeah. Thank you so much
0: for joining. Guys,
2: thank
1: you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for inviting us. Thanks for letting us ramble. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and sharing all of your K-pop knowledge, which we have so little of. So we're just, we're (laughs) just soaking it all in yeah yes <laughs> and thank you listeners for oh. speaking with us with this like different topic that <laughs> oh, was fun thanks for having us yes thank you uh, let's all say bye, bye now all right
1: okay bye. bye
0: and that was our episode we hope you enjoyed this discussion about facets of k-pop beyond the glossy music videos before you leave us, please take a look at the description of this podcast. There, you'll find a link to Ciccadius' post about what makes the Korean language so musical in rap format. It spawned an interesting conversation amongst a few fans with their own theories. Remy has been creating covers of K-pop with her friends and you'll find links to her SoundCloud playlist below. Oh, and in case you forgot, our Twitter handle is dramasoverflow and our email is starsinourpocket@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Talk to us, write to us, tell us what your favorite keyboard bands are, and what we should definitely be listening to. Until next time, bye bye.